0: Do you have dreams of becoming that go-to real estate agent? This is something that I talk to a ton of real estate agents about and they all want to make it happen, but sometimes they just struggle getting there. Today, we're going to dive into exactly what strategies I use to build a vendor list, leverage that vendor list to be the go-to real estate agent in my community, but more importantly for those other small business owners in my community. (music) Welcome to the Real Estate Agent Playbook, helping you win at the game of real estate every day. Here is your host, Jeremy Kane. Do me a favor and hit that like button if you're ready to take your vendor list and your networking skills to the next level. I'm Jeremy Kane with the Real Estate Agent Playbook. Excited to dive into this as I've done this on multiple occasions with my vendors, with my industry partners. And it's a very exciting way to build business. So I'm excited to share that with you. If you like what you hear, definitely give me a thumbs up. Um, And if you are interested in more content like this, be sure to subscribe to the channel. But let's get into it. As we kind of break this down, the power of networking is unmatched, especially right now. As you may have heard, you know, the Zillow changes and, you know, the ads, Facebook ads and things like that, they're always changing and they're becoming less and less consistent providing true leads. And so as an agent, we need to make sure that we're having conversations and kind of generating our own. We can't always rely on technology just to provide our income because it changes so much that it's hard to dial in building these relationships with these people in the industry is absolutely the number one thing you should be doing as the market slows lenders and inspectors and all the people that you work with on a day-to-day basis are less busy because there's less transactions so now's a perfect time to dive into this but it's also networking in general as a real estate agent you're about 15 percent real estate kind of law kind of that and about 85 percent marketing because if you don't have clients to practice uh the the law and the real estate part of it then you get in trouble so um let's really dive into how this works so networking is key everywhere you go you should be having networking on your brain trying to have an another conversation with a new person and doing that my introverts This is, you know, obviously something you're like, oh, nope, I'm not networking. Once you hear that networking word, you're out. You need to make sure that even if you're an introvert and you are in these situations where there's other people, maybe just have a different strategy to pull them in. Maybe, you know, pull them aside and say, hey, I'd love to pick your brain, go to coffee, get in that one-on-one, and you're a lot more, you know, dialed into that. And that's where your energy comes from. So um, understand I'm an extrovert, but this is also very important as an introvert as well. So you need to take to heart this phrase. It's not what you know, it's who you know. Absolutely next level for your real estate career. You gotta know the people that are connecting you. It's not like, you know, you gotta know the starting quarterback of the football team or whatever. It's just these people that are dialed in, right? Everyone's gonna have a different interest, right? If you're, you know, a sports guy, maybe it's, you know, something to do with the sports team. But if you're not, if you're You know a librarian or you're into politics or whatever know those key people who are connected right it doesn't matter if they're famous but if they you know are constantly connected that's where we really dive in and we want to make sure that we're making those connections with those people that are having conversations therefore you don't have to have the conversation all the time with the potential you know buyers or sellers right it's so much easier when it's like hey you know johnny told me that you were the best real estate agent we're thinking about buying a house in x right? Boom. That's way easier than, Hey, what's your name? What's my name? Small talk back and forth. Oh, I'm a real estate agent. Oh, I'm uh, you know, my dad's a real estate agent, whatever. Okay. Next conversation. Like you don't, you don't want to spend a lot of time with that. And you don't want to go into any conversation with just real estate on the brain. But in these situations, when you're kind of on the prowl and networking and you're trying to build that business, oftentimes we come off very commission breathy. So we want to make sure that we're connecting with connectors and our number one intention is helping them. So why a vendor list? This is a common term used in the real estate industry. It's very important to understand that you as a real estate agent and with your conversations about homes and personal residence and things, people are going to ask you for hvac contractors and carpet cleaners and you know this and that and so that's where we really want to make sure that we have you know the go to people so building that vendor list is super important but a lot of agents just build this vendor list they don't ever nurture it they don't ever do anything with it and they just send clients to it right you have to have conversations and build relationships with these people so that you can actually get reciprocal business and it's not going to be you know 100 it's not hey i'm going to go to a different lender because i want to get leads like that's that's not going to happen like lenders don't just produce leads out of nowhere like that you can't produce so um, you want to build that relationship. And once you find that relationship and you're building business together almost as a as a unit or a group, if you're in a networking group or whatever, then that's where it really comes to play. And you're bouncing stuff back to them, they're they're bouncing stuff when they can back to you. And also understand that, you know, the whole purpose of this is to get referrals and do that. But when you give an HVAC contractor a referral, their profit is probably, I don't know. 150 200 bucks a call depending on what it is. You know, if it's just a cleaning or whatever. When they give a referral to you, the profit margins much larger as you know. So, make sure you keep that in a perspective when you're like, "Oh, I've given them 10 leads and they've given me one." Well, you probably made more from the one than the 10. So, we have to really step back and be careful because we're building these galvanized relationships we're not we're not just building this transactional feeling we're building lifelong relationships with these people that we already know like and trust that we know when we send you know johnny the plumber out to Susie's house that you just sold that has a leak that he's going to take care of him he's going to serve some time he's going to be fair and ethical and he's going to do the job right and so that's where you that's where you really start to build that relationship and i've had this happen several times like i have somebody call in and say hey i need to you know have my furnace cleaned right well the furnace guy's like well we're booked out for two weeks i call and say hey you know just tell him that jeremy sent you hey jeremy sent me he's listing my house next week you know give him some context i need you out here you know is there anything you can do yeah absolutely we'll get you in boom And so it's again, it's not about what you know, it's about who you know. So utilize that and train your clients, especially if they're making the call and you're not making the introduction to kind of name drop and and get in there because, you know, that vendor has a serious relationship with me, right, where I'm going to send him multiple deals, you know, or, you know, leads per se per year where this cold call, you know, coming in doesn't know where it's from. You know that that's not the same so building that true valued relationship also knowing right we must remain ethical when we're doing this because you don't want to just send your you know sister's company out there and you know maybe they don't do a great job right so your vendor list needs to also understand what your standard is what your standard of care is because real estate agents are huge relationships for any industry that has to do with the home and others to be honest and so If you, you know, if they know that you're going to send them more and more business and they know that that's a key relationship, they're going to make sure that they're taking care of your clients. However, some people just aren't that way. Some people just don't know what they're doing. Some people are smoking mirrors. So make sure that you're vetting these people and you know the service of care and you have a standard with them. You know, I've had to tell vendors, sorry, like it was a good run, but you're out because of X, Y, Z. And then they're like, oh, okay," And maybe they adjust and maybe they come back in or maybe they don't. So the next thing is, once you have the vendor let's pour into it, put them in situations to network with other people. You know, business mixers, happy hours, all of those things are great ideas to invite people to. Right. And maybe you just have a vendor happy hour where, you know, people are meeting new people and you're kind of the the cog in the wheel for them to get into that, bring themselves out of you know, work mode and meet other people that they can also, you know, build their business with. And so that's a huge thing. And when you're doing that, use social media, blow it up, make sure, you know, you have these groups, the VIP client group is a kind of a phenomenon that, you know, is is very difficult to maintain as an agent, but you're offering little discounts, you're driving business. And then you say, okay, all these people are gonna be at this business mixer, right? And maybe it's not even client facing, maybe that's a B2B business mixer, Right? It's just people who are professionals that can help each other out, you know, maybe connect, not about work, whatever that is, because then you're building a real community versus just the business transactional feel within your vendor list as well as your client list. Because we know how important it is over here, but do we take that same thing and do we incorporate it into our vendor list? Usually, probably not. Leave a comment below if you have that one vendor who's absolutely crushed it just put their industry obviously you don't have to name them if you don't want to he's your electrician or whatever but what what industry have you absolutely capitalized and flourished a relationship that's been very lucrative for both parties put that industry below in the comments And then finally, once we have this, you must audit it. You must review it. You must make sure that people are still in the business. There's nothing worse than getting a referral. They call somebody and they're like, hey, you know, Jeremy gave you me your name as an electrician. Oh, I quit being an electrician two years ago, right? What's that say about the rest of the thing? If you're not current in your vendor list, you can get called to the pavement real quick and it's a bad look so make sure you're keeping it updated those business mixers on a regular basis will really help make sure you know people are kind of staying in and bought in but you want to make sure you know also within the industry this is kind of crazy just kind of came to me but if you you know have this lender and you're sending them business you haven't sent them business for a while or maybe they're that third lender on your list and you know you're sending it over and then someone calls and says hey you know jeremy told me to call you and they're a real estate agent now you never know you could lose a deal so make sure that you're keeping up to date with it make sure that you're still you know reciprocating as much as you possibly can having those conversations making sure those connections are great also you know people change right so general contractors this is my favorite one all handymen become general contractors within a a month to three years after they start the business if you have a true handyman and they're still in the business 5 10 15 years later absolutely you know hold on to them but you don't want to send you know have a general contractor have to take a call from their busy day and say hey i have to get smoke alarms put in my house jeremy told me to call you right because that's a negative effect on you know from the vendor right well jeremy why are you having me waste 15 seconds, 20, 30 seconds on a call, because as those entrepreneurs build up and they get busier, you want to make sure you're updating the vendor list to know when to call them and why to call them. And so you can do that in multiple ways. Spreadsheets, probably the best way, write it down, but obviously keeping up to date with them, you'll kind of know. But you know, as always, once you get a huge list, it's hard to keep track of everyone. So I hope that helped build that vendor list. If you are interested, I have a free mini course on connecting with the connectors and it kind of goes into this a little bit, um, as far as finding those Uber connected people, because it's a bonus. If you have a client that can be on your vendor list, then you have a ton of opportunity to really expand that relationship and take it to the next level. Please like, comment, subscribe, share the podcast, and uh, we'll talk to you soon.